Get ready for a shock! Because you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch. everyone out there it is october of 2020 and we have been under quarantine for some time and it's really unfortunate that we've gotten little to no lore from blizzard for the past several months to discuss since the release of echo although that did lead to quite a big revelation within the context of the overall story with giving us the whereabouts and fate of the final founding member of overwatch which ended up being dr liao so I really wanted to do just at least something, anything really, just to get a smile on somebody's face or get some excitement going for some of you, because I'm going to be honest, things feel kind of bleak in our world right now. And yeah, some of us definitely have it rougher than others. And it's easy to check your social media or the news and feel isolated or divided or even targeted by people with hate in their hearts or more often than not, people that choose feelings of hate because it's easier than choosing to understand and love. And we miss our loved ones and, and we miss normalcy just sitting down in our favorite burger joint adjacent from strangers that we can casually nod to and acknowledge that we even exist. We miss the routines of work and school and going to the gym without having to be six feet apart from everyone and, and, and we miss being able to show off our smiles that are hidden by the masks that we're forced to wear due to our circumstances. But with all of that said, the common word that I keep using is we, we're all in this together. Politicians and news anchors and social media savants can say all they want to spin it differently to put us in boxes or define us by borders or skin color or political affiliation or income. But at the end of the day, we're all people. You know, we yawn when we wake up. We tap our fingers or toes to a beat. We crave our favorite foods and we cry when we're sad and we smile when we're happy. And we love someone in some way, and someone out there loves us. So what I'm saying is, regardless of what we hear or read, we're united always because of what we all are. And not a damn thing can change it. So hang in there, because I'm still rooting for us and what our future could look like. And that's one of the reasons that I and I think so many of us are drawn into this world of Overwatch. You know, to some, maybe it's just a cool FPS game, and that's fine. But if you're listening to this, then I know you're looking for the deeper meaning. And it is there. It's global. It's inclusive. We can see variations of ourselves and those we know and those we want to know in these characters. Even in conflict with multiple sides at war, like Overwatch and Talon, these characters are flawed and interesting and beautiful in so many ways. And we don't hate the baddies. We love them just as much as we love the heroes. And their world experienced crushing defeats and agonizing losses. But many of the characters that we love are signs of hope. That their world can bounce back 
just like ours will. And so, if I haven't lost you yet, after my little speech there, I'm really excited to get into something extra special for this Halloween as we discuss an in-game event instead of a character like we typically do on this show. And though I have done an event before with the archive events of the past, this is a little bit different in that it's lore, but lore within lore? Does that make any sense? I feel like it doesn't. I'm going to try to make it make sense. We're here to talk about the Halloween terror event known as Junkenstein's Revenge, which may come of a bit of surprise. And honestly, I kind of just thought of it the other day as a bit of a joke. But the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to cover it because this event does have an actual story and it's just not canon to the world of Overwatch. It's literally like a story within the story that we get to play just for, you know, fun, which makes sense because it's a game and games are supposed to be fun. You know, the the more I talk about it, the weirder it kind of gets. But, you know, whatever, we're going to do this and we're going to have a good time. I promise. So all of the lore for the event actually comes from the perspective of Reinhardt, who is telling the story of uh, Junkenstein and also the uh, the Endless Night to his fellow Overwatch comrades at a Halloween party years ago before the original team was disbanded. And just so you know, all the information that I'm about to share is right out of a couple very short Overwatch comics. They're only a few pages long. I think one of them is maybe eight pages, and I want to say the other is about six. The art is great, so you can and you should give them a read. But otherwise, we're going to go through the gist of the entire thing right here in this episode. So, long ago, but honestly not that long ago, I'll explain in a little bit, uh, within the Black Forest was the town of Adlersbrunn which also served as the home to Dr. Jameson Junkenstein. Although Dr. Junkenstein was a brilliant scientist and was able to craft lifelike machines that he offered in service to the local lord, the lord belittled him and sent him away. He just wasn't really interested, you know? He's just kind of like, hey, these are lifeless automatons they, they they have no meaning get them out of here they're they're worthless and basically so are you so junkenstein was just like well i'm not gonna sit here and be humiliated but it's not like he was just like well i'm just gonna outright kill you no he went back and was just like i'm gonna prove my worth i'm gonna earn the respect of the lord and everyone else in this town and he vowed to do this by not just creating a better machine, but by creating actual life. Now, gang, if you are familiar with the tale of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster, you know exactly where this is going. Obviously, if you're familiar with the game, you definitely know where this is going. So, with a man-like monstrosity of stitched-together flesh, ooh, I'm proud of the way I worded that, that's kind of fun, he tried and tried to bring his subject to life, but he failed time and time again. However, Dr. Junkenstein's work and tenacity was admired by someone with great power. And so the Witch of the Wilds and her servant, the Reaper, appeared and offered Junkenstein a trade. 
She would offer him the spark of life needed to invigorate his creation, but in return, she would one day call on him for a favor, and no matter what it was, he is required to honor it. The doctor readily agreed, and together they watched his monster break free of its bonds and set out to destroying the town, terrorizing the citizens within, because it would not be a slave to anyone. And although Dr. Junkenstein originally was just like, hey, I want to earn the respect of these people, I'm going to create life, and they're going to be so wowed, like, whoa, look what he can do, he's brilliant. Once he saw his creature destroying everything, he was just kind of like, yeah, you know what? That's cool, because, you know, what did they do for me anyway? So he was really cool with uh, this creature destroying the town. And in fact, he reveled in it, and the rest of them kind of joined in, along with uh, some of the the Zomniks, as uh, Junkenstein had created, his uh, automatons that originally were thrown out along with him. Around this time, supposedly Reinhardt actually passed through this town, but, um, you know, it's Reinhardt, so who knows, right? He's kind of uh, a bit of an embellisher and likes to tell some stories and tall tales. And it is Reinhardt telling this story to the others again, like I said. So he's just kind of like, yeah, I passed through this town. There was something evil going on and I always felt this presence, blah, blah, blah. The joke is that in this part of the the telling of the, the story within the comic, because they're all dressed up at this Halloween party, Gabriel Reyes pops in dressed as the Reaper. Um, in this case, you know, looking kind of like the, the the headless horseman kind of dude with the jack lantern head and stuff, which is probably the coolest skin in the entire game. Anyway, that was kind of the joke there is that um, he felt something had followed him back. Whatever. Let's continue on with the story. Regardless of how long this went on, it did go on long enough that distant lands and villages heard whisperings of the cursed town, and in its final hour, four wanderers arrived, the alchemist and her companion, the soldier, both of which had a vendetta against the reaper. Then there's also the archer, who fled to the east after killing his brother. This is sounding kind of familiar for those of you (laughs) that know the lore of these uh, the Overwatch characters, right? Yeah, you get it. You know who this is. And then finally, there's also the gunslinger, who's been tracking a woman known as the Countess. Together, the four of them took up arms against the darkness and vanquished it. However, as the town rebuilt, the Witch of the Wilds returned and resurrected the fallen Dr. Junkenstein, whose debt was still unpaid. Upon his resurrection, he created another vast army of Zomniks and rebuilt his monster with the spark of life gifted from the witch, the same type of spark that now ran through his own body as well, and they were mightier and more terrifying than ever. Sensing the now helpless situation, and I'm guessing that the original four wanderers had already departed and gone off their separate ways and faded kind of into legend over, I guess... Who knows, days, weeks, months, years, we don't know. The Lord of uh, Aldersbrun sent ravens beyond the walls carrying messages targeting heroes that could provide great aid in this secondary desperate time. They just don't have good luck out there. Maybe they are cursed. The first message was received by a legendary Viking craftsman. You guys are getting this one again, right? Like, you know, (laughs) you know who we're talking about here. It's obviously like, you know, it's supposed to be Torbjorn. 
a legendary Viking craftsman who once stood beside the Lord as a friend in battle in days long past. Another message reached the Countess, who we spoke about earlier, who had no need for glory or heroics, but instead was fueled by a special kind of hunger. She's a vampire. And it is noted in this, too, that there is no real explanation for why she showed up. But, I mean, we know that she just has kind of a bloodlust. And she's just like, hey, this this town is besieged by some stuff. Cool. It's a free, it's free reign for me to go kill things. Maybe she didn't realize that these things were already dead and she would be getting no blood from it. But, you know, I get to go kill stuff. I'm going to go. That's kind of her deal, I guess. Finally, the last message was received by an outcast monk and his swordsman apprentice who had been traveling together for some time. The four new wanderers reached Adlersbrunn and were met not only by Junkenstein and his creations, but also the Reaper, the Witch of the Wilds, and their new ally, the Summoner, who wielded the power of an ancient dragon. And so what became known as the Endless Night began. And that's where the lore actually ends. I mean, it, it kind of cuts off right there and it's just kind of leaves whatever happens open because, you know, it's basically like you go in and play the game. So it is what it is. It's there is no defined ending to this story here, though. There are two more characters involved in the event that just don't have any backstory really one is the will-o'-wisp which is probably tracer's coolest skin ever and reminds me kind of of the movie the halloween tree which if you never saw that as a kid go check it out i love it so much it's an animated film based on the book by ray bradbury and has voice performances both by him and leonard nimoy and it's amazing anyway all we know is that she is some kind of cursed traveler and the only way we even know that is from in-game dialogue between her and the Viking. Seriously, gang, I had to dig so deep here to figure this out, like what her deal is supposed to be. But yeah, that's that's all we know. That's all we know. Uh, we also have the Shield Maiden. And though we aren't really gifted with any background information for her, just like with the Will-O-Wisp, if you have her and the Viking in the same match... Once again, we get some context clues in the dialogue because she talks to him just like Brigida talks to her father, Torbjorn. And so with other parallels like uh, the soldier being Soldier 76, the alchemist being Anna and them both kind of knowing each other previously and having a vendetta against the Reaper, like that whole thing. I also imagine that that means the shield maiden in this context, just like Brigida is still the daughter of the Viking, you know, AKA Torbjorn. So that is all we can really guess about that. I also think the shield maiden skin is also Brigida's best skin as well. And I will fight you over that. If you disagree, I don't know. I know that one wasn't a Halloween skin, but it might as well be. Most of the Halloween skins tend to be the best ones. Even the Epic skins really, I just love them every year. This is the event I look forward to the most because I think it's the most unique it's the most interesting and gives us the best skins. Plus, Halloween's the best holiday, right? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really, really want to be able to do more. There's just not a lot to work with right now. And I don't think that there's going to be until maybe BlizzCon or until they start doing more Overwatch 2 announcements. 
Um, I know that they have announced Sojourn, you know, kind of as like, we know she's going to be a character. We know some vague things about her, but like, we don't have any story about her whatsoever. So it would be like a five second episode of, Hey, here's Sojourn. She's from Canada and she's on team Overwatch. That's as far as we know. She's got a mechanical arm, I think. And she's got a gun. Hopefully we start learning more because trust me, I'm ready. In the meantime, I am toying around with the idea of some additional Know the Lore series on other properties. It wouldn't take over this one. Um, this one would stay completely Overwatch, so it'd be a completely different podcast. But um, anyway, like I said, just kind of toying around with those ideas. But that's future stuff, and that'll be announced when and you know if that even happens. But thank you so much to everyone who is listening and who has rated this podcast on Apple Uh, That really goes a long way. And if you feel like helping the show out or doing more, you can share your favorite clips or your favorite episodes on social media or with friends that enjoy the game or the characters and just really want to learn more about the story. Uh, I also want to steer you to the NerdSloth social media sites as we have had a lot of changes. If you don't know, I am one of the co-founders of NerdSloth, which is the podcast community slash network that Know the Lore is hosted on. I'm on a lot of other podcasts there, and we are really gearing up to try and deliver a lot of cool stuff in the next several months and in 2021. So for Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, just look for at NerdSlothHQ. So all of our um, social media handles have changed. It is now all under the same name, which... Should have been in the first place, but you know, we're learning at NerdSloth HQ. And you can also look for NerdSloth on YouTube as well. So that's it for this episode. Again, everyone, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And and don't sit around waiting for others to do the right thing. Be the heroes that this world needs. I love you all, and I'll see you on the next one. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the Lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com, along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme, remixed by DJ Efficsha. Go to Efficsha.com to hear more. Presented by NerdSloth, a place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdsloth so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdsloth.com.